lost it to Williams, and he's able to find Wallace. And here's Williams, yes, and the foul. Well, here's Lopez, able to put it down. Six point that lead, Williams to the crossover. Williams beautifully done. The defense by Williams leading to this, the steal. Wallace on the stuff and scores. Timeout Chicago. That's with the lead and into it. It counts on the foul. Beautiful look from Darren Williams to find the cutting Brook Lopez, who will head to the line. Hello, Brooklyn. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Brooklyn Rebound Podcast, episode, episode 16. 16. What, 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 son? What, son? Punch out round six. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Man, did you, uh, you see that story, Justin? Um, apparently Mayweather wants to beat up CJ Watson. What? Why would that be? I don't know. I mean, maybe for a practice, but maybe he knows that Watson's got some... Some moves when he tried to tangle with Nate Robinson the other day. Yeah, it's true. Before, so, but did, did he have some moves, or did uh, he just get thrown over the table? A little bit, a little <laughs> bit of both, a little <laughs> bit of both. But here we are, uh, game five in the books on Tuesday night, uh, and the Nets dominated that game. Hell yeah! Sorry, sorry guys for the lack of podcasting. It hasn't been a good couple days for us before the, that game five. Yeah, no, I mean we were pretty hungover after. Uh, after game five. So. Right. I, I mean, when four. he says hungover, I was just in tears. I was just crying drunk off my own tears. So, I mean, <laughs> it was uh, that, that that devastating triple overtime game was uh, hard to watch. But we're on a good note now. We're on a good note. Tuesday was an incredible performance. Justin and I. Solid victory, yeah. We're in the building. Exciting. Electric Barclays Center. Electric. And, but, Justin, we were... We were uh, not in our usual seats, Mm-mm. and I didn't like where we were sitting next to, or what we were sitting next to. Yeah. Uh, what were we sitting next to? A swarm of Bulls fans? Was that who we were sitting next to? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're coming out full force at Barclays Center, I tell you. There's a lot of, there's a lot of Chi-Town fans in, the, in, in Brooklyn, that's for sure. Right, right. And uh, we, don't, we don't like that. Uh, respect it in one way because it's... Um, they're coming out, and I don't know how many Nets fans show up to away games. We see a couple Nets on Yes hats, you know, <laughs> or uh, what the the traveling uh, blog they have, or on on the TV where they show the Nets fans everywhere in the world. Yeah, I guess Chicago doesn't have that. So yeah, in your face, Bulls fans. Uh, also in your face. Uh, before this game, you know. Um, well, let me give you guys a score. Where are my manners? Where are my manners? <laughs> so rude. <laughs> Bulls won. I mean, Bulls won. Wow. What What am I writing here? Right. <laughs> what? what does that say? I don't know, man. I don't know. Sorry, guys. Uh, Nets, Nets won 110-91. It was on Tuesday night. Top performers were Nate Robinson, uh, 20 points. He was started for Kurt he- injured Kurt Heinrich, 20 yeah. points, 1 rebounds, 8 assists. Uh, Brooke Lopez, 11 for 20, 28 points, 10 boards, 2 assists. The anchor. On the defense and offense, yeah, been been a, been the only real, I guess, stable, consistent uh, player throughout this entire series. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so moving on to what 
inspired the Nets to play this way was uh, one of the Bulls writers, beat writers, uh, called the Nets gutless and heartless after their triple overtime game, which kind of makes no sense. If a team's able to survive, uh, yeah, they lost a 16-point lead, right? whatever, but they were able to... Joe it, was Johnson, a hard, it was a hard-fought battle, yeah. yeah. A couple down to the wire, and to be able to push it in the three overtimes, right. that's heartless, that's gutless? Right. It makes no that, sense. And, Dar- and Darren Williams himself, uh, he actually he said that he didn't watch video for game four at all. He just ignored it, but he did read that article. And, you know, he had a huge night. He had a dunk in the first half. His explosion was there, yeah. And then he had 28 points. And wait, no, it's not 10 rebounds. (laughs) (laughs) I think I posted it. All right, he had a a good game. (laughs) Wow, I'm all out of wax, guys. Sorry about that. But, yeah, talk about bulletin board material. To to say gutless and heartless, I mean, that's just, just, uh, you know, if you want to energize the match, that's the way to do it right there. Right. He had 23 points, 10 assists. Uh, and six for four, two three pointers. He was he was plus fifteen for the night. Yeah, he was he was pretty dominant. Uh, we also Justin, I don't know if you want to take this one. The, the hump of the game. Yeah, huge monster block on Taj Gibson through that shot. He had a good uh, input off the bench there. Yeah, too. Also, I think it was uh, I think it was two or three straight possessions. He ended up uh, eight points and five rebounds for the game, but two or three straight possessions in the second quarter just converted offensively when we were looking for. Uh, Looking for some offense, so so I'm stepping it up. Hump of the game, and we had a hove note of the game, which he was not present. Yeah, so he was not. I don't know what was up with Jay. I think you know. I think I know what it is. What what, what is it? You know? I think it's uh, he's he's getting ready for that great Gatsby uh, uh, release. Yeah, that you makes know, sense. He's, he's executive producer of that the album. Sense. You know, probably reading the book again, trying to get into it for the premiere. All right, fair. You know, that's fair enough. Yeah, um, acceptable, I suppose. You know. Justin, what do you think was like one of the biggest things of, of this game? Um, you know why the Nets were so effective. To yeah, win? yeah. I tell you what, I really enjoyed this game is uh, PJ going to that twin tower combo down Ooh. low with Blotch and Lopez. Um, you know, and have, having Blotch down there as opposed to Reggie Evans playing the four, um, you know, really really helps push the offense a little bit more, and it, that's an extra piece. Obviously, but you're not playing four on five; you're playing five on five offensively when when Blotch is in the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that definitely uh, put us over the edge and helped. Uh, Push us through this game to victory. I mean, I think Reggie Reggie did a good job in his in his minutes. He still got twelve rebounds. He still you know he got two buckets, um, which is fine. But if you have a if you have an Andre Blash who can pour, score thirteen points in twenty minutes, and also therefore the deep, the Bulls defense cannot cheat off of right, uh, exactly. Bla- uh, not Blash, sorry, Reggie Evans okay. and Joe Wallace. Yeah. And Joe Wallace actually had a huge night. Uh, what do you have, Justin? Joe uh, Wallace, twelve points and three assists, and also came some. Huge plays down the stretch in the that fourth steal? quarter. That still, still breakaway, that breakaway dunk too. Yeah, I mean down the stretch, he was, he, he was enormous for us, and he really he was able to put us over the edge, uh, you know, in the fourth quarter. Right, right. Well, uh, that was a good game to to watch and be at. Uh, we're we're thinking we're thinking about coming, you know, to going to Chicago. Right, we're gonna we're gonna fly out. Yeah, we're looking at flights. You know, yeah. like two hundred bucks round trip and get out there. Red eye, red eye. We'll go. We'll go there now. I, I mean, I, I would love. To, I love to check that out. Hopefully, you know, all I'm hoping for is a Thursday night game six uh, victory, so we can Definitely. go back Saturday night in Barclays Center and see a game seven. Be the first game seven in my life. We've been. I've been to a game six before. But I've never been to a game seven. Um, you know what scares me for this game six though? I'm not, you know, injuries for us. There's a couple guys that are uh, you know not not 100. percent 
Uh, well, I mean, I know the Bulls have Kurt Heinrich. That yeah. he's uh, he's highly questionable. And that was that was definitely a huge loss for them in Game Five. You saw Darren right. Williams really struggled to get his offense going with Kirk Heinrich. He's uh, a pest on he's... ball defense, but with Kirk Heinrich not out there, Nate Robinson not known for his defense. He's not <laughs> shocker, that, shocker that, value in, in that five eight body of his. Oh man, right. Darren Williams just absolutely abused Nate Robinson. Right. I think that. That helped, um, you know, spark the offense. And Joakim's still playing his 25 minutes off right. one leg, but apparently he's not the only one-legged person uh, playing in the series right now. Yeah, Joe Johnson, uh, you know, was quoted saying, I'm basically playing on one leg, and if this was a regular season game, um, he'd be sitting. Um, it isn't. He's playing, and <laughs> he quoted, I'm basically just a decoy, spot-up shooter, can't really do a whole lot. So, uh, I don't like the sound of that. Uh, Joe Johnson, I mean... I th- uh, in game six, I mean, how many? Or excuse me, game five. Yeah, I mean, kind of a quiet game for Joe. Eleven points, three boards. Right. Didn't really get going offensively, right. but I mean, right. him being hurt, that makes sense. Why? Well, I mean, he. I mean, one, he really didn't have to, but yeah, he was a decoy. He did play. He did play the most minutes out of all the starters, which too. doesn't really make sense <laughs> considering he's hurt. He had a Corazon shot for game four on Saturday, and I mean. Him saying that, I think it could be something, you know, sending some ga- you know, some Jedi mind tricks to the Bulls, right. to Tom Thibodeau, saying like, oh, you know, I'm hurt. Like, I, I think yeah. I think when it comes down to it, he'll show up like just like he did on Game 4 and hitting those clutch shots and sending it overtime or second overtime or whatever it, it may be. Like, he's, he's ready for those moments. You know, if right. he saves his energy doing that. And, you know, he's guarding Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's a pretty good offensive player. He's not mm-hmm. an all-star caliber player, you know, so he doesn't really have to do much on him. Um, and, you know, C.J. Watson gets a lot of minutes off the bench, too, playing the two-point guard lineup with Darren Williams and uh, C.J. Watson. Right. Um, yeah, I, another injury to note. Uh, Reggie Evans apparently had the flu, uh, and he wasn't at practice uh, today. But, you know, he said he's, uh, he's ready. He's ready to to go and give it up all he's got right. on Thursday. So he's flying with the team. Um, and uh, yeah, Andre Blotz apparently right calf is also sore. So uh, you know, hopes he's going to be ninety percent by Thursday. And right. uh, regardless, though, right. swears he's going to play. Right, right. I mean, well, you know, Andrew Blatch likes to swear. So <laughs> wait, no, that's Kevin Garnett. Sorry, I was just watching. We were just watching that Celts the next game. Um, all right. Um, well, what do you, I think the keys to victory are. Um, as long as we get out, you know, and play the passing lanes and right. get some fast break points, you get know? out running quick. Yeah, I mean, in game five, we saw 20, 21 fast break points. So I mean, that that really that really helped push the offense. Really gets guys moving. Got Gerald Wallace going. Um, got his offense moving. Got you know a little bit of definitely confidence, confidence back. Yeah. So that's important for Gerald because it's the intangibles. It's also those kinds of plays where he got that tip at the end. Um, those in those steals. Um, those break those breakaway points are those are those are keys to uh, you know getting the Bulls to run on uh, on defense. Right. It's definitely important to win this series. Right, and uh, we didn't have any of that when those losses that we had from games two through four. Uh, our fashion points were other than you know game four when there's a lot of offense in that game. Games two and three, our freshman points were like un- in the single digits, really. Right. So uh, I think that's really important. And I think we just got to, you know, every game is a game seven. You know, it's a cliche saying it really is for us. You know, we're going to just lay it all out there, you know. put Joe Wallace was diving for balls, you yep. know. C.J. Watson, uh, you know, he's not afraid to go into the stands and get choked by uh, Nate Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's you know he he's all he's all in and you know Marshawn Brooks got in some early minutes last game right uh, so hopefully you know we just keep our 
our uh, you know team together and uh, keep it fluid. I, I think the lineup that PJs are doing right now, he didn't play stack. He realized, you know, he, I don't know if he was hurt or whatever. He just <laughs> after those four or five air balls, air balls, yeah, leading in air balls in the postseason. Uh, Jerry Stackhouse is and leading in national anthem song too. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so he's got he's got two records in the postseason. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I think this is going to be a hard fight. I don't think it's going to be an offensive explosion like last game. Right. I think it'll be like kind of a close, like 80 to 89 points, maybe, you know, somewhere there. If it's below 80, it's going to be tough, you know, for Nets to get the W um, as long as they just keep on pushing the offense. So, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes, and we'll definitely keep you guys posted on that. So moving on to, well, let's let's actually recap this game we just saw first. Um we just watched the Celtics. Celtic Knicks. Elim- potential elimination game for the Celtics. Came back to MSG. We're uh, feathering it swept. Right. We're down 3-0. Yeah. Uh, you know, had a huge, huge win in Boston. Almost blew the lead. I think they were up 16-18 uh, at one point. Yeah, yeah. Um, came all the way back, so forced it to a game five. And uh, went MSG tonight, and they came They came to play. That's for sure. Yeah. Talk about heart. Celtics had a heart tonight. I mean, uh, a couple things to note before the game. Kenyon Martin wanted uh, his whole Knicks crew, all the team players, to dress up like a funeral and wear all black. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe they're trying to take our uh, our uh, blackout in Brooklyn style, you know, trying to bite off uh, the Nets there. <laughs> it didn't really work out for them because no. uh, they were actually looked like the dead team on arrival, really. You know, they just didn't show up. Yeah. I mean, Spe- especially J.R. Smith. Ooh. I mean, Jared Smith had a, after after Game Four's uh, Knicks loss. Jared Smith uh, had a quote saying that if he was if he was playing that game, they w- this game wouldn't wouldn't have gone into Game Five. Right? It's, it would have been, they would have swept the Celtics. He had a terrible night. Let me and just look he missed his stats. first ten shots tonight. Yeah. Um, ended up making a couple like throw like a th- couple okay, throwaway points, threes yeah. at the end. So ended up with four, fourteen points. But I mean, three of fourteen shooting. Um, again, like he ended up hitting like a three with like five seconds left in the fourth quarter, like when no one's guarding him. Didn't matter. I mean, he just didn't show up tonight. Neither did Carmelo at all either. Carmelo was eight for twenty-four from the field. Tonight. It was similar to uh, what he had on on Sunday. Like it was just a terrible line that he had. He, he right. shot really badly. It was. Um, I, I think Steve, we were watching the TNT broadcast and not the local Mike Breen podcast, but uh, podcast broadcast um, and. Carr was pointing out that, you know, or Kenny Smith was pointing out that Melo is more effective when he passes the ball and, you know, plays some team ball. He was playing a lot of hero ball. He was, was. holding was the ball a lot. A lot of isolation ball. Dribble, out the, dribble the ball for like 10, 15 seconds, jack a shot, jack a 15, 20-footer yeah. with a guy right in front of him, right in his face. And, uh, I mean, I think the biggest keys, two, two biggest keys to this victory, Garnett and Jason Terry. Garnett had a huge line, 16 points, 18 rebounds. Right. I haven't seen that Garnett show up since he was like, you know, 08 Celtics and, you know, T-Rolls in his prime there as well, you know. Yeah, well, with all those grumblings about how this potentially could be Garnett's final season, I mean, he doesn't want to lose. He does not want to go home. Yeah, he's not packing it up, that's for sure. The Jet, too, though. Some real clutch threes this game. Whew. The Jet showed up. And also, Jeff Green showing up tonight. Yeah, Jeff he, Green five minutes in the field. He but came late to the party though. He was he was a little late. He was he was he, quiet. He, he was brought quiet. some snacks though. He brought some <laughs> snacks. He brought some beverages. But you know. in the fourth quarter, yeah. it, it was Jeff Green down the stretch. I mean, the Celtics were looking struggling to find some offense in the last like four or five minutes of the game. Jeff Green with two clutch threes in the corner. He even got the post game interview. He did that. Yeah, that's 
That's that's big. You know, <laughs> you, know you, you know you made it. Made it the post game interview. Uh, one of the things that uh, I mean, this yeah, the final score of that game was um, eight, 92-86. Boston uh, takes our takes a game five. five. They're down two to three. Boston game Friday night. Game six uh, in Boston. Yeah, well, I mean, we're moving on to that in Boston, but after this game, there's a little uh, rumbling back and forth. Jo- apparently, Jordan Crawford. And DJ White? Uh, was it DJ? <laughs> DJ? Yeah. We, we were looking on TV screen. We had no idea who we, the we Celtics We had to was. rewind it like four times to figure out who it was. Yeah. I mean, most Celtics fan probably would know who it was. Actually, no. I don't even know. Maybe <laughs> Celtics fan would know who it was. Apparently, he was signed like late in, right before the playoff uh, deadline. So, uh, But yeah, it was uh, Crawford jawing at Carmelo and then jawing at uh, Raymond, Felton. Raymond Felton. And yeah. Raymond Felton had to be restrained by... Um, some, uh, some words exchanged, that's for sure. And yeah, a little tuffle. Who was yeah? Who was Raymond Felton restrained uh, uh, by? Uh, T. Will, former Net Terrence Williams, uh, and then I saw I saw in the corner Quentin Richardson was lurking. He was he, he, <laughs> he's ready. To, he's ready to pounce. He's ready to pounce. Getting that game, man. Getting that game action. I mean, he's hired for something, right? <laughs> Uh, not to play basketball, no. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, game game six is going to be on Friday night in Boston. Apparently, uh, our own Justin of uh, the Brooklyn Rebound has tickets That's to this right. game. I'm getting two tickets. My brother is begging me for those tickets. Ooh. Josh, you know, I'm going to put up the cash, baby. What do you, yeah. what do you got? <laughs> dollar, dollar <laughs> bill. Maybe that way you can upgrade the you know p- potential game yeah, seven I'm, tickets. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to send the floor for a potential uh, bar- next Barclays Center Saturday game. night potentially. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean. Probably going to run me, I don't know, 500, so. <laughs> Josh, what up? Get at me. All right. All right, Josh, you heard it. As soon as you hear this podcast, you better be texting or calling your brother immediately. <laughs> um, yeah, so what do you think? Do uh, you think the Celtics can come back and tie up the series? I tell you, um, this puts a lot of pressure on the Knicks now. I mean, they were comfortable, obviously, with a 3-0 lead. Right. And, you know, people talking sweet, people talking the series is over. And now, for the Celtics to come back, you know, strong, two straight games, and now going back home, on their home floor to potentially, you know, or try to force a game seven. Uh, I, I could definitely see this game, this uh, the series going to seven games. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the end, though, uh, my prediction, I think they're going to come back to MSG and uh, Carmelo and Jared Smith are going to going to find their stroke and right. going to close up the Celtics right. with authority. Right. So you think I predict the game uh, game seven also Knicks winning. Um, but it's it's definitely good for uh, I mean for all basketball fans to watch this. I think it's it's, it's a great storyline right now, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll see uh, a good amount of action on Friday night. I mean, we've never seen a team come back uh, from three nothing in uh, NBA history, so ne- never happened. In, never happened in the NBA. Never has happened. I know that teams have brought into Game Seven, but the right. home team has always won, or and uh, they've never you know overcome the last time. A team to come back from uh, three to one was the Phoenix Suns against the uh, LA Lakers in 2006 when yep. uh, Kobe Bryant hit that ridiculous three and and Game Four. But then after that, he didn't really show up in the series as much. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how that turns out for most teams. There's another yeah another series is down uh, the same way, kind of uh, Denver and Golden State. Right. Uh, Denver just beat beat Golden State last night, so it's three two. It's going back to the Oracle. For game six, so and, we'll the, and the other big series, Hawks and Pacers. That's a, that's a nail butter, right? That's, that's, a, <laughs> that's a series. I, I don't even know, man. I uh, kid, I kid. Oh man, I mean, no, I mean, 
kudos to the Hawks. I saw their one of the box scores here dominating Game Three, I guess, but I, guess. I don't even know where it is now. Whatever. Well, I, I I think one of those teams are going to be moved to Seattle anyway soon enough. Uh, speaking of Seattle, uh, looks like Sacramento is staying uh, in Sacramento. Yeah, I I mean, it's, in a way, I kind of feel bad for the Seattle fans who uh, I mean, I, I thought it was a done deal. I thought it was. I mean, all but I mean, all but in writing, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere. Uh, Kevin Johnson, mayor of Sacramento, makes yeah, a yeah former Phoenix Sun point guard. Yeah, <laughs> makes a last di- last ditch effort to uh, try and lure uh, some investors to keep uh, the Kings in the city, and looks like he succeeded. Yeah, um, and then Malus just gave up. He said, "Whatever, just wh- whoever pays them, they don't really care." You know, at this point. So let me ask you, Justin, uh, which of these teams that are rumored? Because the NBA seems pretty hell bent on on getting. To uh, Seattle again because David Stern made that you know kind of like his agenda before he retires you know so of the four teams uh, there's uh, Minnesota Timberwolves fan attendance is down uh, Milwaukee Bucks uh, apparently a playoff team Indiana Pacers I guess they're in the playoffs playing some other team right now mm-hmm. and Charlotte Bobcats uh, which of these four teams would you like? Or would you ideally see? I mean, me personally, I think it might be Milwaukee. Uh, the reason I'm saying Milwaukee is because uh, what's going on right now, they just released their head coach. Um, what's his name? God, I'm, uh, I'm trying to blank right now. Uh, Jim Boylan. There you go, Jim Boylan. Um, and he uh, and they extended their, their president of operations, uh, the GM, I forgot his name too. Wow, I'm just out of wax right now. But, but there's two important, three important moves this offseason. There's uh, J J R Redick, who's an unrestricted free agent. Monte Ellis, an unrestricted free agent. Right. Bandy Jennings is a restricted free agent. And I think you know possibly they could lose all three of those people potentially. I mean, Brandon Jennings has always talked to the media about, hey, you know, I want to play in a bigger market. You know, mm-hmm. Milwaukee kind of sucks. Yep. Uh, <laughs> without saying Milwaukee sucks, uh, Monte Ellis. You know, after getting swept by the heat, he looked like he was going to, you know, cry and he didn't really enjoy being, I don't think anyone enjoys being swept, but he uh, he looks like he could be moving on to something else as well. And J.J. Redick, uh, since there's not a lot of free agents, you know, in the, in the pool, I think everyone needs a shooter and J.J. Redick will probably get paid more right. by uh, another team right now. So Yeah, no, it, um, honestly, I mean, for, for me, I think the most likely suitor for... Uh me uh, being moved to Seattle, I'd say it's probably the Indiana Pacers. I mean, mm. um, that team, their attendance is just pathetic. Uh, they're they were twenty six in the NBA. Um, I mean, I guess they average like fourteen thousand people a game when they have a, have a stadium, an arena that fits eighteen thousand, nineteen thousand people. Right. Um, and yeah, they have only four sellouts this entire season. I mean, we're pushing comes to shove. At the end of the day, I mean, it's all about the money. Money drives everything. Right. And if you can't sell tickets, I mean. That's when that's when teams start uh, thinking about you know up and leaving. Even tonight, I mean, we 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 had the Pacers Hawks game on for a little bit, and we could see there's a, there's a bunch of empty seats in the front there. row too. Front row, yeah. it's a playoff game. Um, you know, even a lot of Pacers. I mean, Pacers uh, players even come out like George Hill um, came out early in the season saying it's very disappointing. The fans show up when they play when we play marquee teams, but they show up wearing the marquee teams' clothes. Like, <laughs> oh man, I mean, it's Hoosier country, and they love basketball, but they love the. Indiana Hoosiers, right. and they're big Colts fans, too, you know. Um, so, I mean, it hasn't been the Pacers city since 
Reggie Miller was there, and then, you know, when they went to the finals. I remember seeing a tweet earlier in the week. Oh, I forgot what some indie sports writer was saying, like, better get your patient sauce tickets, only 5,000 available. <laughs> I, mean, so, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's sad, but I mean, like I said, at the end of the day, I mean, money drives everything. And right. if you're not selling tickets, I mean, <laughs> that's, they're, you're gonna the team's going to move somewhere else that, that will sell tickets, right. and that will get fans in that arena, right. and bring in the money. And they have a lot of teams in you know in that central area as well. So right. I mean, we'll see. I, mean, I know, uh, you know as soon as it happens, it's going to be a monumental occasion. Um, yeah, real quick, I just want to go over some quick injury notes. Westbrook apparently he's out for the uh, season now, the rest of the postseason. Yeah, what happened there? Uh, Beverly Patrick Beverly, uh, starting point guard right now for the Rockets uh, with, Jer- with Jeremy Lin out as well with the bruised chest. Uh, he apparently end of a second quarter mm-hmm. or you know. He's Westbrook was walking up with the ball, was about to call timeout, yep. and Belvery just took a swipe at him and undercut his leg, and uh, Westbrook tore his MCL. So that's right. So what do you what do you think about that play? Do you think that was a dirty play? So Westbrook kind of when he was walk, he was walking down the court casually, pointing to the ref like he was, like, I mean, indicating that he was he wanted a timeout. So the ref didn't actually blow the whistle yet, and uh, Beverly, I mean, uh, Beverly just came up and just kind of un- like came under him and right. completely just wiped him out. Well, I mean, Beverly was out of position to even go for the ball. So, yeah, I think it was it was a dirty play. It's almost – the way I compare it is, like, if a player's out of position and, uh, like, we saw today uh, with, uh, you know, I think Kenya Martin out of position and he, he, he hit Kevin Garnett pretty hard. It was right. – la- labeled a flagrant uh, – For reviewing For purposes. reviewing purposes. But you hit him on the arm and he was out of position. Like, I right. feel like if you're out of position that way – and you're swiping, and you're not, you're not, you're trying to go for the ball, but you're not even in play to do that. It's the right. same kind of notion. So, yes, I think it's dirty. And, you know, he, apparently Beverly came out and said, you know, like, he's sorry that uh, Westbrook tore his MCL, but he's not sorry about the play. So, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no, I mean, for me, I mean, you play into the whistle, and uh, this is the playoffs. This is playoff basketball. Right. So, no holes bars. You go all out. And, uh, I mean, I, I don't I don't for one second question that that's a dirty play because Beverly he was going for the ball he was going for the steal um, and <laughs> Westbrook did the same thing ESPN dug out a uh, dug out a highlight from I want to say a month or two earlier I forget what team the Thunder was playing but Westbrook did the same thing a player was kind of pointing the ref like he was calling a timeout right. casually walking up the court and Westbrook just came out of nowhere and tried to like just take the ball before the ref actually blew the whistle for the timeout right um, I mean. Westbrook did the same thing. Goes, well, Westbrook, goes never said ter- Westbrook never said it was dirty. Neither did Durant or Ibaka or any of them. They just, um, yeah. No, I, 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 I feel like the game is also under a, under more of a microscope. Right. Now we're talking playoff basketball right. as right. opposed to a regular season Suspensions game. Suspensions with J.R. Smith getting a flagrant two. And, and also, you know. no one got hurt. No one right. got injured. Because yeah. it's injured, now everyone's looking at it a little bit more. Now it's now it's more important play because, I mean, that's the Thunder's playoff. That's the Thunder's season right there. Right. Well, I mean, uh We'll see how the Thunder do. Currently, they're up. Uh, oh, they're down uh, thirty-six to thirty-eight in the second quarter. Um, they're trying to close them out. They're up three to one uh, in Oklahoma City. So we'll see how that turns out. I, I mean, I feel bad for Westbrook, but you know he'll definitely be back and stronger right. as, than ever. Uh, last injury note: Last night, uh, Blake Griffin and the Clippers lost to the Grizzlies after being up two zero. Now they're down three two in the series. Griffin had a high ankle sprain, did not return the game. In the fourth quarter, what do you think? Clippers have a shot here, or uh, yeah, is it all Grizzlies. Yeah, no, that's a huge loss for them. I mean, I think the Grizzlies probably six tomorrow night. Grizzlies pretty much have this in the bag. Oh, day after tomorrow, yeah, uh, yeah, t- day after tomorrow. Yeah, um, I think Grizzlies pretty much have this in the bag. I mean, Gr- Griffin start. Uh, Griffin didn't even play in the second half at all. I don't right. think, um, and he's questionable for uh, for next game. 
I think that the momentum has just completely shifted in the Grizzlies' direction. Right. And they're just looking to close this thing out and get to the next Grizzlies are a really physical team. Um, they take their coaches, you know, uh, you know ma- uh, macho behavior. Like, Lionel Honnold was kind of like that player in the 80s, 90s right. that was, like, aggressive. And, you know, he'd take on his behavior. So, I mean, Griffin's been known to be soft. I don't know if it's soft because of his high ankle sprain, but, like, just because they're physical, they're knocking him around, probably causing him more pain and anguish to go to the rim. Right, know? and Zach Randolph, absolute monster game, especially in the fourth quarter um, fourth quarter last game. I mean, um, Gasol sat out uh, a good chunk of the fourth quarter, yeah. and Zach Randolph yeah. just went to work. Right. He was just pounding inside, play after play. And, I mean, not having Griffin in there, um, you know, didn't help. Not having a big body to bang right. against. Right, um, But, yeah, I mean, Zach Randolph's just playing on a... I mean, a whole other level right, right now. Right, and I think I, I think you're right. I, I picked the Clippers. I originally was going to play the Grizzlies, but I picked the Clippers. So hopefully they can at least uh, bring it to a Game 7. That would be exciting. All right, um, I think that's going to do it for us tonight, uh, Justin. Um, do you got any other last words? Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, uh, let's go Nets. Let's push it to, let's push it to Game 7. Um, yeah, big game, D-Will. Let's see it. Bring it. Right, D-Will. I mean, Brooks been consistent. Uh, let's keep that going. I want to see... Andre with a double double off the bench. I think that'll be the key to victory for for me as well. I want so. to see Nate Robinson on the ground too. Well, we saw that in Game Four. It didn't really help. <laughs> didn't really <laughs> help. He was, he was knocked out yeah. by that uh, hard screen by Jared Wallace. So, all right, guys, uh, that'll do it. Good night from Prospect Heights. Good night, Nets Nation. Let's go, Nets. Peace out, Brooklyn. Rebound. 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 Rebound.